my way around the church, locking up, and I was heading down the hall there, and I was met by an individual that said, Pastor, uh, this dear brother said, I need to talk with you. And I said, okay. It was about 9 o'clock or so. And, uh, and I said, well, let's sit down and talk. And so we sat down in the office and began to talk. And it was obvious to me this dear friend, uh, brother in the Lord, was carrying a heavy burden. Anybody today carrying a heavy burden? Is there anybody today that needs a breakthrough? Well, after talking for about 15, 20 minutes, uh, the Lord just moved on my heart, and I said, let's pray. And we just got down and got down to business uh, on our faces before the Lord and began to cry out to God for breakthrough, 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 Lord, breakthrough, breakthroughs, Lord, breakthroughs. And uh, I sensed the Lord was meeting with us. He showed up and showed out as we uh, say, and I sensed the peace of God. It passes all understanding, uh, filling that place and filling my heart and filling us as we sought the Lord. And uh, I got a feeling there's some of us today that need a breakthrough. Now listen to me, just because we call it a breakthrough doesn't mean, watch this, that God is going to fix all of our problems. How many know what I'm talking about? It doesn't mean that God's going to fix all your problems just like you want them to be fixed when you want them to be fixed. If you can hear me, say amen. Good, I'm glad you're with me. I want to say it again in case you missed it. Just because uh, uh, you got a need or a burden doesn't mean the Lord is going to fix your or my problems all the way we think they ought to be fixed and in the timing we think they ought to be fixed. But he did say he's going to be with us no matter what. Hallelujah. Hey, you know what? There's people that listen to the message this morning. They'll listen to it tomorrow. In fact, I was sitting in the church down in uh, Callahan, Florida, and I got a message as I arrived down there at about 6.30 and uh, got a message said, Pastor, I really listened to the message you preached yesterday, and I appreciate the good work Katie does putting them down on the cell phones, and now we've got apps on the cell phones, uh, devotions and so forth, and it's not about me, it's not about us, it's about Jesus, but it really brings me great uh, uh, encouragement to my heart to know not only are you listening what God is going to say today but this will also go out to others who will tune in to New Rocky Creek and so I just thank God for getting a message out outside the four walls of the church I thought I'd just add that okay you need a breakthrough today we're going to talk about the title of the message today the Lord put on my heart I was praying this week and the title is this breakthrough for you breakthrough for you that's the title Katie breakthrough for you the reason I clarify that sometimes I talk so fast it's hard to uh, get everything that we're saying turn your Bible to the book of Psalm chapter 142 I love the book of Psalm chapter 142 and they're going to we're going to find today there are three parts three parts that I'm trusting God the Holy Spirit's going to bring together today for your breakthrough today the book of Psalm chapter 142 as you're turning the book of Psalm chapter 142 let me just remind you by way of background information this is a psalm by none other than David himself David uh, whose life was threatened watch this at least nine different times by Saul David's on the run 
This is a stormy psalm. I love this psalm. And by the way, as we come to this psalm, you'll know that David, on two occasions, hid in two different caves. We had the privilege of being at one of these caves in what we call En Gedi. That's in, across from the Dead Sea over in Israel. If you're familiar with the geographical uh, outline and outlay of Israel, However, uh, David also made his way to a cave called Adullam. Say that name with me, Adullam. Say it again, Adullam. You know, I like to preach to myself sometimes when I'm not so sure that everybody's listening. <laughs> anyway, uh, Adullam, Adullam. And more than likely, that's where this particular psalm took place. David uh, had killed his Goliath, and yet he's on the run. And this is prior, I believe, to that uh, disheartened and distressful and deaded crowd, namely 400 of Saul's men, uh, departed and came toward David. And needless to say, David became the greatest king, in as many of opinion, and mine personally, uh, that Israel has ever had. In fact, the Bible says David led Israel with the skill of his hand and the integrity of his heart. By the way, I saw last week where Israel had another vote uh, for a prime minister. We need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, uh, Psalm 122, verse 6. And they're still up in the air over Bibi Netanyahu, who's been the prime minister, and then a man by the name of Benny Gantz. And it's still not settled, and it may have to go to another vote. I don't know. Uh, some say Gantz may be on the edge here. It looked like uh, Netanyahu was. I'm sharing that with you, by the way, of information as we come to this text of Psalm chapter 142. I remember, let me just pause for a moment and have a time out. Two weeks ago, I mentioned in the message, if you remember, about the coronavirus. Many of you looked at me like a deer in headlights, like Pastor that's over there in China. It'll never get here. Two weeks later, we're seeing a different story. Now listen, I'm not a uh, fear monger, nor am I an extremist, alarmist to hype up this thing. However, it is what it is. And so I'm just telling you, God is on the throne, and we better listen to the Lord during these days and do what the Lord tells us to do. We come to Psalm 142. I want you to pay attention especially, first of all, notice if you have in your Bible like I do in mine, look at those top uh, few uh, words. Does yours have M-A-S-C-H-I-L of David? How many of y'all got that? Raise your hand if you got it. What does that mean? Anybody know what that means? You probably didn't know what it meant, did you? You probably forgot what it meant. It's not just put in there for sake. You know what it means? It means instruction, a psalm of instruction. It means a psalm to teach the masculine of, uh, uh, of David, a prayer when he was in a cave. And I just told you all the background information. Now, I wonder if you'd be kind enough to stand as we get right into the text of uh, a breakthrough for you. In the book of Psalm, chapter 142, I begin reading in verse 1. Psalm 142, why do I ask you to stand? In the days of Nehemiah and Ezra, they stood for the reading of the Word of God. It's in the Bible. You don't have to. We can read the Bible sitting down. But uh, I think in reverence to God's Word, uh, it shows uh, our love for the Lord. And, and so I appreciate uh, 
uh, God's Word. Notice verse 1. I cried unto the Lord with my voice. With my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him my trouble. Somebody said most of our praying is complaining. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Uh, I know I don't want to get many amens, but the truth be known, a lot of our praying is complaining. I guess that's all right. God knows our heart anyway, so we can complain about the rain. Somebody say amen. Or we can complain about uh, the corona. You know, anyway. Hey, look, David was complaining before the Lord, his need, his uh, uh, supplication. Notice verse 3. When my spirit was overwhelmed, I want you to underline that word overwhelmed, please. We'll come back to it. It means literally in the Hebrew, when my spirit was fainting, when I was in a dark place, David is saying, I'm going through a time of trouble right now. And literally, modern day terminology would be this. I'm about ready to black out. <laughs> I'm not going to call any names, but anyway, that's what David said. When my spirit was overwhelmed. You ever get overwhelmed? You ever get a lot of pressure on you? You ever get a lot of stress? Uh, do you get to the point in life when you got so much going on and so much, so many things and trying to keep up with this? You get overwhelmed. I'm preaching to some people today, I know. And when my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then thou knewest my path in the way wherein I walked, had they privily laid a snare for me. Notice verse 4. I looked on my right hand, and beheld there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. Underline that word refuge. Because the first reference to refuge has to do with a an escape uh, of someone being in imminent danger, their life. But then keep reading. He says, he said, no man would know me, verse 4, the last part, refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. And then David said, we can say with him, I cried unto thee, O Lord, and said, thou art my refuge. Now, the word refuge in the second part, verse 5, means a shelter, a safety net, a place of rest. Anybody need a place of rest today? Oh, yes. And then notice, he says, I cried unto thee, O Lord, I said, thou art my refuge. And my, look at this, my portion in the land of the living. You know what that means? Portion in the land of the living. You know what that means? This is what it means. It means I'm glad to be alive. Things could be a lot worse. Oh, my. Things could be a lot worse. I'm glad to be alive. Yes, I see a lot of problems around me. There's a lot of troubles, but I'm glad God has called us such a time as this. By the way, this phrase is used 11 times in the Bible. My portion in the land of the living. 11 times. Interesting. Now, keep reading. Because in verse 6, David said, Attend to my cry, for I'm brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison, that I might praise thy name. The righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. Father, thank you now. Your word is alive. And Jesus, you are alive. 
And I thank you, Lord, that we don't serve a dead God. You're not in the tomb. Your bones aren't there. And Matthew said they weren't there. Mark said they weren't there. Luke said they weren't there. John said they weren't there. Paul saw you. And uh, Lord, I thank you that I've seen you with the eye of faith and believe you with the heart of faith and receive you with the hand of faith. I pray for the blood bought, the blood washed, the church, God, that you'd stir us up, that you'd fill us afresh, that you'd cleanse us with the washing of water by the word, that, Lord, you'd open our hearts and our eyes to receive the unspeakable and incorruptible and indestructible seed of the word of God that's forever set in heaven. We thank you, Lord, you're our refuge. I pray for those troubled and hurting today. I pray for those, dear Lord, uh, that are facing stress and pressure and uh, maybe anxieties and worries, getting older and, and, Lord, the challenges of life. We thank you that you're there, uh, very present help and trouble. We thank you we can call upon you and draw near to you because you said if we would, you would draw near to us. I can't fathom our God, the great, mighty, supreme, sovereign, eternal God of the universe. How yet you'd know every hair on my head and one little bird that falls to the earth. And the earth is yours. We pray now, God, that you'd lift us up and that we'd lift our eyes into the hills and our hands would go up in praise and our hearts would go out to you with thanksgiving and joy unspeakable, full of glory. May the bells of heaven ring in our soul. Lord, in spite of the distresses and the troubles and the depression, and Lord, the things that face us, God, we pray for heaven's help today. And we thank you for the blood of the Lamb and the power of the cross. And we thank you, Jesus, for the filling of your Holy Spirit. And again, we yield afresh this time to you. I ask you to cleanse my heart and give us, our Lord, an audience with heaven and help us, Lord, to trust and obey. For as the songwriter put it, there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. Now, Lord, you know what's needed. You know what's on the people's hearts. You know what's on the folks' minds. You know what the walls and the giants and uh, the troubles and the trials and the storms of life that we all face. And we pray now for you to get glory. And we love you and give you glory because of your love and your forgiveness in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Eddie, you're a blessing. Marcia, you're a blessing. JP, we're, we're glad to see you. Jennifer, we've been praying for you much, and everybody else is here. God bless you. Hey, look, here's where we're going in the message today. There are three parts I believe that God's going to bring together. The Lord's going to bring them together. Daniel, congratulations on your 16th birthday. Three parts that God is going to bring together today. And what God is going to do is uh, lead us to a breakthrough. Three parts. You ready? Here they are. Don't worry about getting them at the moment. I'll bring them up on the screen in just a moment. Number one. And the first part is this. Why is it we're so burdened with a lot of stress? Why is it we're so burdened with a lot of stress? Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what age you are. Stress has no respect to a person. By the way. The word stress is an outward pressure exerted inwardly that tends to debilitate a body. It can debilitate us or slash incapacitate us both physically, mentally, and as well as 
spiritually and furthermore emotionally. But number two, there's a second part we're going to see. By the way, that's found in verses 1 through 4. And then secondly, I want you to connect this part together in order for you to get a breakthrough today. Number two, not only why are we so burdened with a lot of stress. Now you think about what you're going through today. I think about what I'm going through today. Number two, and this is, how can we get sweet peace and sweet rest and get greatly blessed. How? I say how. I say how. We'll find that in verse number 5 of the text. How can we get sweet peace? I believe there's more than me here that need God's peace. And some of us have been troubled, hadn't we? Some of us have got a lot on our mind, hadn't we? You turn on the news and it's all bad. Can I get somebody to say amen? I mean, if it's not one thing, it's another. And at home, if it's not one thing tearing up, it's another. And if you're not careful, well, it's easy to get negative. Can I get somebody to say amen? You know what I'm talking about. Go ahead and shake your head. You know what I'm talking about. You've been negative too, hadn't you? Well, number three, who is it today that needs a breakthrough because of the troubles and trials of life? Who is it that needs a breakthrough because of the troubles and the test of life? Number one, here we go. Number one, notice, why are you burdened down? Why are we burdened down with a lot of stress? I need somebody to get real today. I need somebody to be honest with God today. I need somebody to help me today. Stress, stress, things we can't control, people we can't control, circumstances we can't control. Oh, yes, and, and that's what gets us in a frenzy, and, and you know what I'm talking about. Hey, look again in chapter 142, verse 1 following. David said, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, with my voice. Unto the Lord did I make my supplication. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him my trouble. When my spirit, here's what I want you to see, verse 3. When my spirit was overwhelmed, it was about to faint. It was about to cave in. Now listen to me. You might not be going through a lot of stress right now, but it might be right around the corner. Now you might not be in a storm right now, but it just might be on the horizon. You might not be stressed out today, but it could be tomorrow at lunchtime when you hear about this, this, and this that the enemy and the old flesh begins to overwhelm us. And so David said, when my spirit was overwhelmed within me, verse 3, then thou knewest my path and the way wherein I walked, have they privily laid a snare for me. Verse 4, I looked to my right hand. And David said, I need some help. There's some of you and some of us that need help today. Please don't keep carrying around that burden. Please don't leave the same way you came in. Please let God bring a breakthrough in your life. You've been harboring that anger for a long time and you need to let it go. You've been feeling resentful toward that person and you need to move on with God. You've been maybe making bad decisions and, and God's saying, I'm here for you. We're going to reap what we sow after when we sow it, more than what we sow. And God says, be not deceived, Galatians 6, 7, and 8. And so, so stress and sin will take you further than you're willing to go, cost you more than you're willing to pay, and keep you longer than willing to stay. The old saying goes, number one, number one, why are we so burdened down? 
with a lot of stress. I'm convinced. Listen, see if you agree with me. Y'all look up here just a minute. Everybody look up here just a minute. See if you agree with me. I'm convinced in my own heart and probably in your life too that stress keeps us from enjoying the presence of God. Stress keeps us from praising the living God because we're worried about this and things going on. By the way, we prayed for Hadley just the other night. Nancy, she's fixing to have aorta surgery. And, and we're talking about stress. We're talking about pressures. We're talking about problems. Things you and I cannot fix. And yet the Lord said this. He said, David said, I sought for a man. He said this, but he couldn't find one. Notice, when my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then thou knewest my path. Here's the word I took time to look this up and give you a bird's eye view of the etymology is what we call. It's a breakdown of the word. It's a meaning of the word. Words have very important meaning. And we can't just draw our own interpretation. Rather, there's a purpose and a intention of the writer, namely the Holy Spirit. So the word overwhelmed is the word all tough, all tough. And here's what it means. It means uh, the Hebrew word uh, to, uh, to, again, a place of darkness, uh, a place to faint or hide self or be overwhelmed. And David is saying, David is saying this. He's saying, my heart is overwhelmed. I'm going through a lot of troubles. He said, I need a breakthrough today. I need a breakthrough today. I'm talking to some mamas today that need a breakthrough. I know you need a breakthrough. I know mamas, it's a lot of stress on you and a lot of pressure on you. That little boy and that little girl, you're wondering what they're going to grow up to be. You, you just have a little small window of opportunity to pour into them. And I want to encourage you mamas, as Paul said, a mama should guide the home, manage the home. First Timothy chapter 5 and verse 14. You got a lot of stress on your mamas. You don't have to carry it alone. I said, you don't have to carry it alone. I said, God is our refuge and strength. I said, the Lord will help bear that burden. And some of you maybe got children that are older and they're on their own now. And you're wondering how they're going to turn out. And you're wondering if they're going to serve God. And you're wondering if they're going to make a difference. And you're wondering uh, what their life is going to entail. Yes, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of stress. I'm preaching to some daddies today, some daddies who are trying to get out of debt. You've been worried about that thing and you're looking at the figures and you know what you owe and yet you wonder, when is it going to happen? Am I going to have enough money at the end of the month to help me get out of debt? And there's men that are sitting in the house of God today uh, that rightfully so understand the Lord said, oh, no man, nothing. Oh, yes, and understand that my God, He will indeed supply all you need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. There's some daddies today that need to find some encouragement. Why? David said this. David said, once I was young, but now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken, neither is seed begging bread. I'm telling you this, cast your bread upon the waters. Ecclesiastes 11.1, 1, and not many days after, you shall find it. I'm telling you that God said through Malachi, bring you all the tithes in the storehouse. There may be meat in my house, and prove me now. Prove me now. Prove me now. 
saith the Lord of hosts, if I'll not open up the windows and pour you out a blessing, you'll not be able to contain it. I'm telling you, God's been good to us. And the Lord said he'd help bear our burdens if we'll let him. I just want to stop and pause and say, thank you, Father, for your goodness. I'm looking at some young people today. I don't think I can recall a time when young people have been so depressed. I can't think of a time in my own mind when I'm reading in the paper how 20 years old are committing suicide and 30 year old and 40 years old and teenagers are ending their life. Why? Stress. The devil's lies. I got a call last week from a young man I told you just uh, last week about praying with a young man out in the parking lot. He came by uh, the church and said he needed to talk. We prayed. He said, man, I'm in a dark place. He said, man, I thought my life was over. He ended up, and, and I'm going to tell you who it is, but he ended up uh, making some bad choices in life. I mean, you know, sometimes we make bad choices. And uh, he almost lost his life and taking some pills and so forth. But he called me last week, and he said, Brother Pastor, I want you to know, I just talked with a recruiter in the Marines, and I'm joining the Marines. And somebody said, Amen, Amen, and Amen. I'm telling you, I love to see God uh, uh, to reach out to that young person who feels discouraged that I'm preaching to today and feels lonely and maybe that senior adult going through changes in life. How many know that as we go through changes in life, it can bring on a lot of stress? Is my social security going to be able to uh, um, support us in the days to come? What about my retirement? What about the stock market and the coronavirus dipping down uh, uh, more than it has? Hey, will there be enough for us during the time? And will it still be available? Stress, stress, stress. Young people are stressed out today, uh, tempted to uh, join in with everybody else. Why, in the school system, listen, y'all listen to me, y'all listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. In the school system, there are young people saying, it's all right to have a girlfriend, two girls be together, and two boys be together. And God says, it's not all right, it's sin, just like adulterous sin, just like other things are sin. Young people today are getting confused by Hollywood and by the world. The moral values of our land have, the landmark has been moved. I tell you, this book right here hadn't moved. Amen. This book stays the same yesterday. Wait a minute. This book hadn't moved. I thought somebody say, Amen. I believe this old book right here hadn't moved. And that's why we're so confused today. Is we're not believing the book. We're not following the book. We're not uh, uh, understanding that God knows more than Dr. Spock does and that we know. And young people today are being tempted to go ahead and take drugs and go ahead and be involved in sex and get pregnant and so forth and so on. And then we realize the stress. We need a breakthrough. The devil's lied to me. The devil's taking me down the road and the broad gate. The enemy has made a mess of my life. I came to tell you today, there's hope in the Lord. Woo! There's hope in the Lord. If you'll turn to Him, if you'll trust in Him, if you'll believe Him, if you will abandon yourself, and if you will throw yourself at God. I know you think, well, I know what's best, and I'm handling my life. I want to tell you something. The Lord showed me two weeks ago when I got the old-fashioned influence of B. Watch this. I'm not in control. 
You just think you're in control. You land on your back with the old-fashioned flu like it's been going around. I'll tell you what, you can't do anything but look up and you realize, Lord, I'm not indispensable. I'm at your mercies. And, Father, if you don't pull me through this, I am absolutely sunk. I'm talking about stress today. I'm talking about stress today. I'm talking about those of us who are facing stress these days. What do you do? David said, I sought for a refuge. I looked to my right hand. I looked to my left hand. No man cared for my soul. Can I tell you what happened to me last week? I was driving down to Callahan, Florida. And uh, on those back roads in that country, you know, back there, if you've ever been there, from Dublin all the way down to Alma and down to Waycross and beyond, I thought about Weston calling him up saying, hey, man, I'm in your county, buddy. Are you around anywhere? He was probably in training. But anyway, uh, here's the deal. I saw in the middle of the road a great big object. I said, what in the world's that? I'm traveling 55 miles an hour. Anyway, I'm traveling down the road, and I look on the other side of the road. Coming in the opposite direction is a car, and there's a vehicle behind me about a half a mile or so. And I notice there's an object in the middle of my lane in the highway. I'm thinking, what in the world is that? And as I get closer and closer, it becomes obvious it's a great big alligator snapping turtle. He's got his neck stuck out of his shell. I'm traveling along, and I'm wondering, is he going to go there or there? No, he just sits right there in the middle of the lane. Again, there were vehicles coming in the opposite direction. I couldn't swerve there, couldn't swerve there. What do you do when an alligator snapping turtle's in the road? I'll tell you what you do. You just grit your teeth and hold on to the steering wheel. I'm not talking about a little bitty old snapping turtle. I'm talking about a huge snapping turtle. Man, he looked like an army tank going across the road. His neck was stuck out, and uh, there he goes. And I said, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? I grabbed the steering wheel, and about the time I straddled him, I heard a thud. How I many know that wasn't good? I said, oh, my soul, it hurt me when I ran over him. And then I looked up in the rearview mirror, and I turned, and I could see him in the background. I said, Lord, I couldn't help it. I just had to run over him, straddle him. And about that time, I saw him retreat his head into his shell, and, and then about a minute later or less, probably a few seconds, he stuck his head back out the shell, and he started walking. I said, bless God, he's going to have a major headache. He's going to need some Advil or Tylenol or something. Then I got to thinking about it. I said, maybe he saw uh, that little cute uh, uh, girl snapping turtle on the other side of the road. That's why he just kept on going. You know what? Then I got to think about it. It could have been a girl, and she was after the boy. Can I get a witness? Anyway, enough of that. Hey, I'm talking about stress. I'm talking about stress. I'm talking about, uh, hey, number one, why is it? Why is it? Why is it that we're so burdened down with a lot of stress? I see a lot of people today that can't really be free to serve the Lord. Why? Because of maybe things in their life or unconfessed sin or business. Man, it's, it's, how many know it's a challenge to balance, manage the time, redeem the time, the days are evil. But that leads us to a second part. The second part I believe God's going to bring in your heart today for a breakthrough is number two. How do we get? How do we get? Not only who or why, are we burdened down with so much stress? But number two, notice, number two, how can we find, see if you agree with me, sweet peace and sweet rest 
and get greatly blessed. How? I need to know if I'm stressed out and you're stressed out, your job's got you stressed out, life has got you stressed out, challenges in life and changes in life. I want to know. I want to know. How can I get blessed? Notice verse 5 of the text. Notice what David said. He said, not only can you find sweet peace and rest and get greatly blessed, know what he said in verse 5. I love this. Verse 5. I cried unto thee, O Lord. Remember, David's on the run. Remember, this is before Saul had met his demise. Remember, this is before Saul is uh, uh, lanced asunder. Remember, this is before Saul is hung up. And, and remember now, David uh, could have killed him, but he cut off his skirt when he was in the cave. Yes, yes, this is before David had the 400 men. Uh, and, uh, and David is wondering, I need a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough. And here he says in verse 5, I cried, look at verse 5, I cried unto thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my refuge. Thou art my refuge. Would you say that with me? Thou art my refuge. One more time. Thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. That is, I've already mentioned to you about that portion in the land of the living. It means David said, thank God I'm alive. It could be a lot worse. Look around and say it could be a lot worse. Look at your neighbor and say it could be a lot worse. I'll never forget, Brother um, Loyal Mason. That comes to mind, Brother Kenneth. I'll never forget one time he was going through a lot. He had problems with his legs, you remember. Uh, around, he was in his mid-80s at the time. And he said, I, I'll never forget, I was visiting with him. And he said, Brother Randy, he said, man, I've had some trouble here lately. But he said, I got to going over there to uh, Walmart. And he said, you know what? And I said, what, Brother Loyal? He said, I looked around and I saw a man that didn't have any legs at all. <laughs> he said, boy, it sure put things in perspective. How many know that you can look around and see that somebody might have it worse than you? And boy, that'll really get you uh, to say, oh God, you're my refuge and strength of every present help and trouble. By the way, as y'all here speaking of stress, did you hear about that terrible tornado that hit Tennessee? Anybody hear about that tornado that killed 25 people? I didn't know that. We had one of our meetings, uh, Deacon's meeting on Thursday last week, and we were talking about it. But a tornado hit Tennessee. I heard the report as our president, President uh, Donald Trump was standing there in the middle of the rubble of that terrible tornado along with the governor of Tennessee and the mayor of that town along with the rescue workers. And one of the rescue workers made this statement. He said, we don't understand it. They were talking about, unfortunately, the lives that were lost. But he said this, did you hear about the boy that the tornado pulled him up out of his house, carried him down the road and set him down at a road away from his house. Did y'all hear about that? He has exactly what happened. The rescue worker, I heard it with my own ears. I saw, wow, the tornado ripped down and pulled him up out of the uh, house and put him down uh, a few blocks down the road. Imagine what a trip that would have been. Wow. And I wish I didn't have to tell you, but his parents were killed. He was taken up out of the house and taken down the road. Unfortunately, he didn't go into detail, but his parents were um, were killed in this tornado. I'm talking about, uh, look, how can we find a refuge? How can we find sweet peace and sweet rest? How can we experience a breakthrough today? Lord, I need a breakthrough. I want your blessing. Can I ask you a question? How many want the blessings of God on your life? 
Do you really want the blessings of God on your life? I do. But listen, it's one thing to say you want the blessings. I'm not, I'm not setting you up, but I'm just sharing my own heart. It's one thing to say you want the blessings of God. It's another thing to do what it takes to get the blessings of God in your life. I, I need some help there. I really need some help there. You know why? Because our flesh is weak, but the Spirit is willing. You know why? That that I would do, I find myself not doing, and that that I don't want to do, I find myself doing it. Paul alluded to that in Romans 7. There's, I, I don't want to act spiritual right now, and I don't want you to act spiritual right now. There's something in me that wants to preserve the old self. Can I get somebody to say, yep, me too, Pastor. Yep, me too, Pastor. There's something in me that wants to just preserve this old self right here. Protect self. Don't put too much on self. You know, and, and that's the way we're wired. Uh, the Lord knows that. And, and Paul uh, alludes to that again in Romans 7. And also in Galatians 5, verse 16 following, he said, Walk in the Spirit, and you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The flesh lusts against the Spirit. The Spirit against the flesh. They're in total opposition to one another that you may not do the things you please. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. But if we want the blessings of God, and that's what I want, Lord, when I'm going through a stressful time, Lord, I need to get out of this storm. Is there anybody in a storm now? In a place where you need a refuge, you need help from above. You, God may not take you out of the storm, but bless the Lord, Jesus will be right there with you in the storm. Oh, yes. He's got a way of saying, peace, be still to the storm. I love that. I love that. And there's some of us today that we pray, and God, get me out of this storm. Get me out of this mess. Get me out of this. Now, sometimes we get ourselves in mess. Oh, I wish I didn't have to say that, but I did. And Jesus said, I'm going to be with you even in the mess. Hallelujah. And I want you to learn from the mess. James put it this way. He said, consider all joy, brethren, when you fall into various trials, knowing the testing of your faith produces endurance. That's James chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. And again, Peter put it this way. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. The testing of your faith being much, much more precious than of gold, though it be tried with fire. I'm saying this. I'm saying that, uh, hey, look, the blessings of God sometimes come wrapped up in things we don't want to do. Yes, that's exactly right. Can I tell you about this past week? Uh, you could tell probably last week I was wishy-washy, vacillating. Am I going to go to the camp meeting down in Callahan or am I not? Just getting off the tail end of, I could use all that excuses. I said, God, you know, I'm just getting over all this uh, stuff and bronchitis and this, that, and other. And, Lord, I just really would like to just stay home. And uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm telling you all the truth. This is, this is what. And, 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 then I, and then I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I got, I got so much going on right now. I can't hardly keep up with it right here. And if I go off somewhere, I still got to do that plus that. I was trying to talk myself out of a blessing. But look, y'all don't look at me like you're so spiritual. How many of you would pack up your bags and go down for one uh, 600 miles there and back? I'm telling you, the flesh has to die. Why did I? Why? I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. I'm telling you the truth. I didn't want to do it. I had too much going on. I was not sure if I'd be feeling good. And on top of that, y'all don't look at me like you're so spiritual. You know, uh, I, I, you, know you know how it is. Would you pack up and go down there for a day and buy all the stuff you got going on? Well, to top it off, I got there in the morning, about uh, 5 o'clock in the morning, got downstairs, 
and packed clothes and got them ready and everything, put the key in the ignition, and the car wasn't cranked. I said, bless God, that's a sign. I'm not going. Amen. I'm not going. There's a sign right there. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going. And you know what the Lord seemed to impress upon my heart? All right, son, you want my blessings or not? Oh, God, I want your blessing, but I've just got too much going on. And, and Lord, I, 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 I'm going to ride all the way down there and, and, and turn around and come right back. And I was thinking of every excuse why not to go. Y'all ever do that? I'm convinced all of us right now are talking ourselves out of blessings from God. Y'all listen to me now. It's not what's easy that's always where the blessings come. I've noticed, but it's stuff that I don't want to do is where the real blessings come. Oh, man, I need somebody to get a hold of that. I need somebody to get a hold of that. God's talking to you about coming to Sunday school or, or something else about serving the water. I don't want to do that, God. I mean, God's talking about witnessing our neighbor. I, Lord, the heathen over there, and I see them, they're partying all the time, and I don't want to go over there. And, you know, we talk ourselves out of blessings. But I want to tell you something. When God gives us grace, I'm prefacing it by this. Hear me. When God gives us grace, there's always blessings. I'm so glad I went. Went down, finally got the car cranked, and went down, uh, like I said, left, finally got left about 9 o'clock, got there right in time for the, the meeting, 6 o'clock. And the reason I tell you this thing, because I want to be transparent with you, man. Your pastor's not perfect. I put my shoes on just like you do. I need your prayers. I got down there about 6 o'clock, and they had started the service already at Callahan, way out in the country, little country church, Steve Wagamont. On the one hand, I'm thinking, man, I need to support them. But God, I got all this other stuff going on. We got our camp meet coming up, and we got this that going on, and I need to call and get this set up for singers. For the, you know, Garrett's going to be out, and you know what I mean. Anyway, got there, and man, I just uh, began to sit and enjoy the presence of God. And then on top of that, uh, the Lord gave me the privilege of preaching the Word of God on Tuesday night. And the Lord just blessed. And man, I was just refreshed. And I was so refreshed that me and Brother Burrow, pastor, a friend of mine, went to McDonald's. We stayed out till 1230 that night, amen. And it was 1.30 by the time he got home. I talked with him on the way home so he would stay awake and make sure he wouldn't fall asleep. Well, in the morning, I... Alarm rang about 4.30, about three or four hours of sleep. I'm not saying that to say a pity party. I don't want your pity. I'm just telling you the blessings of God sometimes are when we go the extra mile and when our flesh doesn't want to do stuff. And then on top of that, went that morning for the session and then stopped by, made a visit at a prison uh, trying to encourage somebody. Drove up here at New Rocky Creek Wednesday now and left about uh, 11 o'clock that morning, made a stop, and then drove up just enough time to 7 o'clock to get to our Wednesday night prayer service. I'm not saying that to try to bolster brag. I'm just saying this. God blessed. And I realize now, after I went, how refreshed I was when I came back. I needed it. I needed it. And I can't explain it. I can't describe it in human terms how the Lord just refreshes our heart and, and He just renews our spirit. But some of us, watch this, some of us are battling the flesh, aren't we? I know we are because I do. And some of us just need to, to say no to the flesh, go to the cross flesh, 
They that are Christ have crucified the flesh, and I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. Christ lives in me in the life which I now live in the flesh. I live it by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And today we just need to say, get behind me, Satan. That's where the blessings are going to come. That's where the blessings are going to come. Last night, as I mentioned to you, we gather around the bedside. Here's one of our dear men. How many love Brother David? Let me see your hand. How many love the Bella family? Let me see your hand. David's a precious brother. His family's precious. Melissa teaches Sunday school class. David teaches Sunday school class. And he's in the middle of throws. You only have one mama. His mama is running her race. His mama is about to check out. She's ready to go to her heavenly home. Now, if you've ever been in that particular position, you know the roller coaster of emotions. As you watch your loved one gasping for breath, hurting in pain because of a broken hip. And hospice says, this is all we can do. Give morphine and help bring a little comfort. And there you are with a range of emotions of what a good mom she had been. And I'm talking about David needed a refuge. David needs a refuge. His family needs a refuge. His sisters need a refuge. You need a refuge. I cried unto the Lord. I said, thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Will you do it today? Will you do it today? And I'm done. Last but not least, who needs a breakthrough because of life's troubles and life's test? Follow with me the book of Psalm 142. If you notice, we've progressed from chapter 4, 142, from verse 1. Now we're in verse 6 and 7. We've gone through the whole chapter to expound on what David is saying, verse by verse. Notice again, verse 6. Attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. And bring my soul out of prison. Boy, I like that. I like that. Man, that really resonated in my heart. Bring my soul out of prison that I might praise thy name and thy righteous shall compass me about for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. Who needs a breakthrough today? Who needs a breakthrough today? Who needs a breakthrough today? You've got some stress on you. I said you've got some stress on you. You've got pressure on you. You know you do. And so you need a breakthrough God is our refuge and strength. The Lord says, if you'll come to me. Do you notice how none of David's friends were with him in the cave of Abdullah? Nobody was with him. He said uh, in Psalm 27, 10, uh, when all forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Oh, yes, God will be there for you. God will be there with you. Thank God he will. And so the Lord said he'll bring us up and he'll bring us in. He'll bring us out. Out of depression, man, the rain has come, the pitter-patter, and it's going to rain some more this week, hallelujah. And, and boy, that just, you look at the dripping, dropping rain, and you're wondering, is it ever going to stop raining? And things are flooding, and my study is underwater, praise the Lord. And Habakkuk said, when you, he said, all the fig tree does not blossom, and the fruit shall not be on the vine, the labor of the olives shall fail, and there shall be no meat in the stall. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Some of you just need to rise above it. 
I said, some of you need today to say, God, I'm going to stop whining. I'm going to stop complaining. I'm going to stop all of this, and I'm going to praise you. I'm going to run for a refuge, and I don't know why. Things might not get better, but I'm going to bless you anyway because you're my rock and my salvation. You cannot fail. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're the one who was and is and is to come, and the earth is full of your glory as the waters that cover the sea. I came to praise the Lord today. I'm telling you that God is on His throne and when all else fails He's going to be faithful because He is a faithful God. I'll close on this. My time's gone. Did y'all hear about the pastor in Tennessee that the tornado hit his house? Did y'all hear about that? Darren uh, let me see if I can find his name. I want you to be, uh, his name is uh, Darren Crockett. He's a pastor. I didn't say David Crockett. I said Darren Crockett. Hello. He's a pastor up in Tennessee, Southern Baptist Church. And I heard it with my own ears. He said my old dog named Doc started barking that night. Best I can remember, I think that was on Monday night when the storms came through. He said, my dog kept barking and barking. He said, it got to the point I got up out of the bed and I said, shut up! Have y'all ever done that to your dog? Anyway, that's what he said. No, he didn't say that, but anyway. He said he was about ready to choke his dog. He said, the dog kept barking. Dog's name was Doc, D-O-C, Doc. And he said, the dog kept barking. He said, I got up two or three times. And then he said, I I just said, Lord, I don't know why the dog's barking. He said, had I not have got up, had the dog not have barked, I would have been asleep. And he said, when I went back inside from my dog barking, I looked at my phone, and it said, tornado warning, seek shelter. He said, at that moment, I went and got my wife and my three daughters, 15, 10, and 8. I went and got my wife and daughter, and we ran to the place where we've assigned as our shelter a laundry room. He said, I'd hardly close the door. I thought I had plenty of time. He said, by the time we got there and I closed the door, boom, the tornado hit. He said, the house literally caved in. He said, there was one two before that was straddled between the washing machine and the dryer. They were hovered up under it. The roof had caved in, and that one two-by-four held up the house from falling on them. He said it didn't take but just a minute, and he hollered to his daughters and his wife, are y'all okay? And they both said, yeah, Daddy, we're all right. And he said, I could hear my dog in the distance. And he said, finally, my wife found a little light and she made her way out. We all crawled through the rubble. We had scrapes and bruises and such, but we were spared. We were spared. And he said, my old dog got outside and my old dog passed away. That dog, according to him, helped save his life. God is our refuge and strength, 
of every present help in trouble. We never know when a storm might come billowing on the horizon. Let's stand together, can we?